American Werewolf in London. David, control tears. You don't create the ship, Jack. Like some slider beef approaching this area. Where the hell are you people? What's going on here? Where is Jack? I demand to see him. Dr. Hurst holds David down. Calls out, Miss Price, Miss Price, please. David shouting, get your fucking hands on me. What the hell is going on here? Alex enters amidst David shouting and confused. Mr. Collins disrupted. Distraught, clutching his face face. I wish this setting this might be for you, Mr. Melzer. But please try to refrain from hysterics. David continues shouting and struggling. Dr. Hurst, prepare your please. Miss Price, the shot is administered and David's held down by Dr. Hurst and Alex. His breathing becomes more normal. Mr. Collins, now, Mr. Kersner, try not to excite yourself. It may have been arranged. I shall call, shall call, call back to check out the progress and send a report to your parents. The police have requested to interview you. I've given their permission to do so. Dr. Hurst walks Mr. Collins to the door. Dr. Hurst, thank you very much, Miss Collins. I rest now. I'm sure everything will be fine once he's adjusted. It's quite a shock. It's quite a shock, Mr. Collins. Those dumb ass kids never preach anything we, you do for them. Mr. Collins exits. Dr. Hurst crosses the back of the bed. David, how long have I been here? Dr. Hurst, you've been unconscious since you were brought two weeks ago. Two weeks, Dr. Hurst. You suffer from rather severe cuts and bruises, plus a bit of blood, but nothing too serious, black and blue for long. You uh, have some Julian cut scars to post up. That lunatic must have been a big, very fierce fellow. They say a madman has strength for ten. They slowly, softly, as a drug straight down. You did? But it hurts. Now, we've just given you a pretty strong sedative. So try to get some rest now. This vice will see you to your knees. Vice now. Dr. Hurst watches as Alex straightens David's covers. David softly, isn't it? It was a, a lunatic. Alex posed a big opponent. It was a wolf. Ben, Alex bends over to here. What? David a wolf. David passes out. Alex looks Alex looks to Dr. Hurst. Dr. Hurst, did you see him say a wolf? Alex, yes, I believe he did. Dr. Hurst regards David thoughtfully. Enter Dr. Hurst's office. David. Dr. Hurst is on the phone. He's phoning to Dave Descumber. Dr. Hurst, but Roger, it's so terribly boring. Yes, dear, but we couldn't we? I see. He makes a note. Thursday eight dinner with boring Roger. Yes, I'm sure if I survive, Mama. I survive. I suppose I survive. Never excuse an evening with Roger Madison. Be a good girl. Bye. Hangs out every day. Very disgruntled. Into good buzzes. Dr. Hurst, yes. Everybody. Dr. Tennant Vendors and Dr. Sergeant Mellis. Here to see you, Dr. Hurts. Send them in. He rises to screech. The two police officers, one tall and rather other budgy. Lieutenant Bellows, Dr. Hurst, Dr. Hurst, come in. Please sit some tea, the, the, the cops sit up. Lieutenant Bellows immediately produces a small notebook. Lieutenant Bellows, no thank you. Sergeant Menace, I'd like some tea please. But Menace, so it's a withering. The sergeant will be not. Sergeant Magnus, maybe not. No matter. No thanks, maybe later. Dr. Hurst, is that a problem? Lieutenant Verlers. No, thank you, Dr. Dr. Hurst. Well then, how can I help you? Can I do for Sergeant Magnus? Sergeant Magnus, please understood that close the boy. I'm going conscious. Lieutenant Verlers, there's a bit manners. Sergeant Magnus, sorry, Lieutenant Verlers. Has Cursed said something regarding the attack on the moors? The intercom buzzes. Dr. Hurst, excuse me, sir. Yes, Secretary Theo, Roger Madison. Doctor, Doctor Hurst, what, what? 
Yeah? Right, so, yes. He's on the telephone, Doctor. Tell him I'm out. No, tell him I'm passing away. No war wound or something. Tell him I'm dead. No one, no more calls. He turns about from then to come back to the cops. Doctor Hirsch, you were saying? Lieutenant Bellis. But they because say anything to say concerning the attack of the Moors? Doctor Hirsch, why didn't you ask him? In the hospital room. Stay. Bailey just sat out in the bed. Lieutenant Bellis and Sergeant Romanis stand by his side. Doctor Hirsch sits observing. Bailey, I'm sorry that you I conflict with your report, but Jack and I have not. We're not attacked by man. And then brothers. So you said, Sergeant McMahon. We may have a point attempt. Two strong boys would be able to defend themselves against one man. Sergeant Bellis. Sergeant McMahon. Why did you say that they and Jack were in fact attacked by some animal? Um, that the officials in the East Spotter of the spy to keep it a secret? We have an old sexy report from a murderer who shot in the act by local police. We have two witnesses to the crime. You forgive me. Mr. Cusser, if I consider your testimony as coming from someone who's gone for a terrible shot, Sergeant McManus. Why, well, seems pretty lucid to me. Lieutenant Bennett, and what? Sergeant Bennett, McManus, defeated. I don't mind, you know, sir. Sergeant Bennett, you're not my disappointment. Maybe as far as we're concerned, the matter is closed. We don't, we won't trouble you any further. Today, Lieutenant goes for, for the door. Lieutenant Smiles at David and follows L.T. Villas. Doctor, the do- cops exit. Doctor Hurst crosses to the David's bed. David, where did they were witnesses? Doctor Hurst, so they said. David, how could they have been witnesses? It was so dark, we were running, I fell. Jack went to help me, and this thing came from nowhere. I don't understand what you're talking about. But Hurst, in time, I'm sure they will come back to you. David, Doctor, my memory's fine. I'm, my sanity, I'm going to worry about. Dense forest, day again the hell hand camera, running through forestry through the woods, heavy breathing and sounds of runner crashing through the foliage. The camera runs for a while when suddenly it uh, stops short near a tree, David abruptly enters the frame, animal like the tenses of a startled cat, he had to make sudden movements, looking about, close up his flared nostrils, beaked up, put up ears and scenting his animus. David takes off and now he's run, we run with him, he runs fast, talking it long strides and leaps, we run with him, fast and faster, sharing his, in his exhalation. We see him completely as an animal, studying his movement and grace as we watch him with the gazelle. Suddenly he stops again, alert, listening, he moves, he moves himself, pushes him slowly. He pushes some leaves aside, close up to his eyes. David's POV, several deer in the forest. They sense something, a freeze, a camera, noting. A form next to Doe. A buck turns his head, feeling the danger, cut to David. David shoots, showing the muscles in his legs and shoulders tensing. Close up to David's eyes, close up to the frightened deer. Cut back to close up to David's eyes, cut back to the form as it's leapt upon its terrified face, leaving frame as the David forces it down. David's head re-enters, re-enters frame, his mouth full of flesh, his face and hands covered with blood. He howls in triumph. Hospital room, night, the lights have subdued, the names are asleep. Door opens, a shaft of light penetrates the room. Mrs. Gulliver enters the room. Enters with a small tray, she crosses to David, turns up the bed on the bed light, and touches him. Mr. Kerr, Mr. Kerr, sir, wake up, please. David awakens. 
I'm having a nightmare, Mrs. Cutter. It's very efficient in administering the pills and pouring a lot of water. Mrs. Cutter, yes. Well, there are. Could. Should, should help that. That's right. We can't really take some here. We'll stop, Mrs. Cutter. Now, I've got that so you'll be fresh Dr. Hurst in the morning. Please, what time is it, Mrs. Cutter? It's nearly eight. What should be, surely? And what's the films with Alex? David? Alex? Miss Gallagher. Miss Price, the other nurse that attended you. You. David, what are you going to see, Miss Gallagher? An American film about the mafia called See You Next Wednesday. I want to see it badly, so you give me no problems. I'm going to sleep. Don't drop off. You have Brandy too, Miss Gallagher's son. Maybe everybody does. David says, yes. Does everyone kill Bambi? Miss Cutterway, turns off the light, picks up the phone, closes in the doorway. Mr. Cutterway, kill Bandy. He exits, closing the door, plunging the room into darkness. The hospital nurses station, day, the corridor, busy with orderlies, pushing gurneys about doctors and visitors and patients, all performing appropriate background actions. Behind the nurse's counter, Alex is typing some balls and older, obviously senior nurses fitting some paper cups with different sizes and colours of pills is taking from the drug cabinet. She's Mrs. Hobbs, the chief nurse. Mrs. Hobbs. Mrs. Price. Yes, Alex, yes, Mrs. Hobbs. Mrs. Hobbs, take these round now. Will you please? American boy in 21. Now, will you please? American boy in 21. It's only have these work before he's eaten. Will you be sure of that? Alex had been refusing food. Yeah, has he been refusing food? Miss Hobbs. I think it's quite interesting is that, Miss Price. He just didn't eat enough, so that's what he put before him. He suffers from nightmares. I think he just needs a hiring to hold. Alex, yes. Mrs. Hobbs. Alex takes a cup and hands it to her and makes her way down the hallway. Pausing a moment, straightening my parents. He enters children's ward, day eight. Day and wall with seven or eight boys, beds and all in occupied. She goes to a little Pakistani boy named Benjamin. Alex, hello, Benjamin. Hello, Alex. Benjamin, no, Alex, no, what? Alex, no. Alex, well, all right then, be that way. Here, swallow this. Benjamin, no. Alex pours a glass of water. Gives a pill to Benjamin, who promptly takes it and then drinks the water, handling Alex back the glass. Alex, Feeling better? Benjamin, no. Alex, the thought will be round later. Would you like the picture book to look at? Yes, some lovely funny vinos, Benjamin, no. Alex, right, she exits, pausing the hall to speak to black Jamaican orderly, pushing a cart to lunch trays in Benjamin's ward. Oswald's corridor, day. Alex, was the patient in 21? Got any tray yet? Orderly. The American? Yes, duck. Alex, how did he look? Orderly. What do you mean, how did he look? Alex, you know, did he seem depressed? Do you think he ate the, he ate the food? Orderly annoyed. I'm an orderly, not a bleeding psychiatrist. I push things about. I'm not, I'm little say what happens to them. David, Alex, thank you. Alex holds up her head and receives to David's room. She hesitates and peeks in. Day, hospital room, day. The curtains are drawn. Alex, lunch, waits patiently in his tray alongside the bed. David is apparently asleep. Alex entered softly. Alex softly. Miss Kester. David lifeless. Yes? You haven't eaten your lunch, David. I'm not very hungry, thank you. Alex, I'm afraid you're going to eat so- have to eat something. David, please, really, I'm not hungry. Alex, you put me in an awkward position. Mr. Kester, how's that? 
had it shakes a craver cup. Well, you have to take these after you've eaten. Now, what kind of nurse would I be if I failed the simple task of giving you some pills? Then leave the pills or take them later. Sorry, she opens the curtain. Daylight fills the room. David, oh, come on. Miss Price. Alex, call me Alex. David, oh, come on, Alex. Alex, shall I be forced to feed you? Miss Cursor. David is getting interested. David, call me David. Alex, shall I be forced to feed you, David? David, you're so sorry, I'm not hungry. I don't want any, any food. Alex, the fish is in the room. He's a cousin. sits at the edge of the bed. Taking knife and fork in hand, she cuts David's food to pieces. David watches all his movement. She places a napkin under David's chin and folds up his first bite. Holds up his first bite on his fork. David holds his arms and feeds himself in his mouth. Alex, let's try a little harder, shall we? David, will you give me a break? Alex grabs at David's nose, forcing his mouth open quickly, shoving the fork in. David startled but amused and chooses the food slowly and swallows it. Alex holds up another bite. Alex, will I have to take such frustrating action again, David? David opens his mouth obediently. Alex almost smiles. They're both sizzling. Funny thing each other up. Funny, David, may I have a glass of milk? Alex smiles. We fade out, fade in. Thanks for the forest day. Again, we are running fast and faster. David again, running naked, flying through the green forest. It starts. Sully, ears perked. We look around and we hear Jack's old screams. A voice of Jack screams. Jack, David, David, please help me. Oh God, God, oh God. David turns in blind panic. He runs and he runs. We've been desperately trying to find the source of Jack's screams. He comes to clear in the woods, light streaming through all the tall trees. Jack screams, helps in mid-word. David looks in disbelief at the clearing. There's a hospital bed. There's someone. In it. It's the same as David's. David walks slowly towards it. Walks towards it slowly. The figure in the bed lays stiff forward. Stays still. It goes dark, very dark, and David looks up at the moon. There is a howl identical to the one heard earlier back on the moors. David approaches the bed, slowly, fearfully. We hear ocean noises that soundtrack, a sound of crashing surf. David reaches out, pulls back the covers, lightning and thunder, causes the heads of paper second signs. A camera rains on David as he pulls off the covers. His face registers total disbelief and crazy horror. We cut to the bed to find David. He lies there, pale white with purple lips and death pallor. The camera begins to move on, on the corpse of David. Cut back to the standing David's terrified face. Looking into David's face, death marks steals the screen. The face remains still for several beats. And then it suddenly opens its bright yellow eyes and red mouth. The two fangs are burned, curling well. This carries out over in the hotel nation nurses station night. This hobs hears David screams and Jackson screams out. Mr. Hobbs, orderly. This is Gallagher. This is Gallagher and orderly here at all once. Mr. Hobbs, orderly at once. For 21 and the great restraint of the exits, Mr. Hobbs. Mrs. Gallagher, remain here at the desk. I'll be, I'll be 21. The exits. Hotel room. Day. It's a bright daylight. And Mr. Hurst gives 
Blazes felt for the out the window. What's a fix? You never had bad dreams before. Maybe you upset, such as a kid. But never so real. Never so big as are. Tucked a pitch across his own and sits on a chair. On a bed. What the house? You can't just look at the man and touch him. Daily, I told him. I was like a man. He's an animal. A big wolf or something. I'm like a dog. Dr. Hurst, chewing on his glasses. Yes, Daily. Look, Dr. Hurst, I know I've been traumatized. But that was some part I saw him. A man couldn't do that someone with his bare hands. Dr. Hurst, you'd be surprised what I was a man, couldn't you? Did you see that? Dr. Hurst, no. In fact, your wounds were clean and fresh before that you arrived here. Daily, you can talk to a beast when they eat cockroach. Did the cops go to the sort of land? Dr. Hurst, only don't know. David. Why did the hell do they perfect the disobedience? You yourself said it would take incredible strength to tear apart a person like it, that. But first, rubbed his forehead. Please, 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 I'm sorry. That if a monster were running, 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 you think I'm telling David, you really think I'm crazy, don't you? It hurts, believe me. How in the Baskills was an invention of Sir Arthur Colin Doyle. And if you read the bloody book, you'll find that Holmes discovered that your home. House of Hell, a fraud, a fake. There's an awkward silence as David sits and Dr. Hurst is embarrassed, raising his voice. Dr. Hurst, now really, David, you're far too intelligent to go this way. When you return to America, I want you to seek out compliment psychiatrists or psychologists or something that stops this nonsense. You'll be leaving this hospital for three or four days. Please remain sane, at least until we're no longer your responsibility. Dr. Hurst goes to the door. Dr. Hurst? I'd rather not be by myself, Dr. Hurst. Of course, David, I'll fetch you. Mrs. Price dissolved to into her two room night. Alex sits next to David's bed. She's the she rock and she has her feet tucked up under her check legs on a chair. The room is dark, except for the lamp on the on which she reads. He's reading Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's White Art Wayne. David's asleep. Alex but reads for a bit but puts down the book and yawns. He gets up and stretches a big spreading her arms and feet. Fingers and let toes stretch. David quietly. You're a very beautiful girl. Alex embarrassed. Oh, you were asleep, David. I was. What do you mean, Alex? A Connecticut Yankee King Arthur's Court by Mark Twain. David, do you like it? Alex, I just started it. A friend gave it to me. They took a, They look at each other. Alex, what do you dream about? David, I dream about, of death mostly. Alex, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have asked you. David, it's okay. I want to talk to you. They sit and look at each other for a while longer. David, how old are you? Alex, that's not really a very proper question. David, how old are you? Alex, 28. David, I'm 27. Alex, I know, David. Now, you want to talk, what do you want to talk about, Alex? Was Jack Goodman your very good friend? David, seriously, my best friend, my very best friend. Alex, Alex. Tell me to you, David, what? Oh, yes, please. Alex opens the book. Connecticut Yankee, King Arthur's Court. My Samuel L. Clements. This is Arthur Prefaces before Chapter 1. A word of explanation. You all right? David settles back. Yes, go on. Alex clears her throat. Ahem, a word of explanation. Here's Warwick in Warwick Castle. I came across a curious stranger. Who I'm going to talk about. He attracted me by three things. His candid simplicity, his marvellous familiarity, the ancient armour and the reversalness of his company. Well, he did all the talking. We fell together as modest people, will in a trail of the herd. Dissolved to Kelsa home, New York, New Night. We are David's parents' house. In New York, his father sits reading the paper. 
in the living room. He's told to younger brother and sister, watch the Muppet Show, tells him. We can see past the small dining room where David sits doing homework in the kitchen where his mother is washing the dishes. A peaceful lower middle class setting. Always tranquil and secure. There's a loud pounding on the front door. Father, I'll get it. The pounding continues. Father, all right, all right. Hold your horses. Falling happens with shocking speed. When he opens the door, four beings open the fire and machine guns flying her away. A sudden burst of violence is terrifying. The four rush into the room and the family look at them with first and surprise. But these men are not human at all, but loathsome. Beasts of demons, fetch the stormtroopers. One kicks in the television and fires in the kitchen. Take blasting David's mother. David rises, but he falls back into his chair by one of the things held there. David stops and watches the horror as his little brother and sister scream in terror before they're brutally murdered. The mysterious stormtroopers then set a light fire to the rooms. The one holding David pulls a knife and quickly slits David's throat. We go back to the hotel room, David, night. David walks upright in bed and looks around, trying desperately to gain his bearings. He sees that Alice asleep in a chair or his bed. Connecticut Yankee folded on a lap. He makes a deliberate effort to calm himself. He considers waking her, then decides against it. He turns on the lamp on his bed and reaches over to take the book from Alex's lap. David takes the book as gently as possible. Alex wakes up over it anyway. Alex smiles, yawns, smiles. Hello, you all right, David? I'm sorry, I woke you up. Alex, don't be silly. Can I give you something? David, no, thank you. Let's keep them company for a while. Alex, that's easy, David. I keep having these terrible, really terrible dreams. They're getting worse. I don't seem to stop. Alex, David, you're dreaming for a stop. You leave England and your bank is ready. This will be fade away. David, will you come with me? Alex, come back. What? David's smiling. I'm serious. Don't know me. I've known nothing about you. You have the perfect way to get out now. David, I said I'd keep you company. But I meant right here and there. David, I will you think about it. Alex, how did you get from your bad dreams to me? My taking up all of you, you're a patient. David, good green. You're not just patient. Me. Alex, being awkward. Forgive me. I tried to cheer myself up when a fair with a beautiful nurse. Seemed like a one thing to do. Alex smiles. Why oh, haven't you used sex has he then? David, now I'm embarrassed. Alex, good. I thought for a moment I was the only embarrassed one in the room. This is an awkward there is an awkward pause. David, where are we in the book? Alex is believed for something to break the tension. Alex looking for the book. Let's see here. Fade out fade in to the hospital room. A black woman hustles in with David's breakfast tray, busy setting up the tray on the table over the bed. He awakens the sleeping David with his activity. Holy, you are you're up. Good morning and good day to you. We're quite a meal for you. Here this morning, bacon, oatmeal, orange juice and a toast with a jam. Good stuff here. Now eat it up and be back for the dishes when you finish. Georgie exits a drowsy David. We've been trying to fully be fully wake up during the all his speech. Notice his exit. David, good morning. He looks at his food and runs happily. He sticks a spoon into the bowl right there and tastes it gingerly. So in mock English accent. He starts and looks some more. He settles down to eating breakfast over the butter's toast and drink his juice. While he eats, he 
he hears Jack over OS voice. Jack OS, can I have a piece of toast? David looks over to do OS Jack. Jack behaving relaxed and normal, sits in a chair, just occupied by Alex. However, Jack's appearance makes him casual manner all the more surreal. As he left him, butchered in the moors, is covered with dry mud and open wounds, huge glistening glasses around the bound of the body. His face is scratched, his throat is badly but torn. His hair is matted with blood. In several spots, he's already begun to rot. He not be books in sight, but his physical state seems not to affect him at all. Jack presently, nice to see you, David, unbelievably. Get the fuck out of here, Jack. Jack, thanks a lot, Jack. Oh, David's horrified. This is too much. I can't handle this, Jack. Oh, where? I don't look so great, but I thought you'd be glad to see me. Jack gets up and takes a piece of toast from David's tray. David watches the maid. Jack returns to his seat, takes a bite out of his toast. Jack stares at Jack. David stares at Jack, horrified. Jack, David, you're hurting my feelings, David just sounded. Hurting your feelings? Has it occurred to you that being settling? To have you raised from your, your grave to visit me? Listen to me. I'm talking to the hamburger. David, I'm sorry a bit for, to be upsetting you. David, I'm, I'm, I had to come. David, Gus, aren't you supposed to be buried in New York somewhere? Place? Jack, yeah, your parents came to my funeral. I suppose, suppose how many of you came? David resigned. How, how should, should you be surprised? You are a very well-liked person. Jack. Demi McCain cried a lot. Jack, I can't stand it. Jack, David, I can't stand it. Jack, so you know where she, where, what she does? She's so screech stricken, she runs to the fire solace in Rudy Levine's bed. David, Rupert Levine, the smut. Jack, life mocks me even to death. Jack takes another bite of toast. David himself, I'm really going completely crazy. Jack, loud. D- Dave, David, David. Louder. What? Jack, David. Now I know this may be hard for you, but I have to warn you, David, warn me. Well, you will get out here. you meet those. Jack, I'm a grisly sight. It's true. I love you, and that's why I'm here. You've got to know. David, if you love me so much, Jack, you'll realise you're disconnecting it. Share breakfast with living dead. Jack, being attacked by a werewolf. David covers his ears. I'm not listening. Jack on the walls. We are attacked by a lymphoid quote, folk. Oh, werewolf, David Fox, zombie, Jack, oh, murder, no, a natural death. And now we walk the earth, and until the earth stands first. Werewolf's curse is lifted, David, the Christmas spirits. What's wrong with you? Shut up, Jack, the wolf's bloodline must be severed. The last remaining werewolf must be destroyed, David. Will you be quiet? Jack rises and closes closer. Come closer, David. Jack, it's you, David. What? Jack, you survived. Now you shall begin the curse. David, what are you talking about? I can't accept this. Get out. Get God damn it, Jack. Remember that guy the slaughter lamb said? Beware the moon. David went quickly. Look. Stop. Wait, Jack. Jack, beware the moon. Full moon, David. You've got two days, David, frankly. Quietly. Jack, please go away. Please go away, Jack. You've stalked the streets of London as a creature of the night. David bears up. You were talking like Boris Karloff in the movie. It's a movie, not love. Jack, David, please believe me. But you shall kill people, David. You've got to stop the bloodshed before it begins. David yells, Nurse, David, Jack, listen to me. Take your own life, David. 
This is in your work. It's your only chance, David. Nurse, Jack, the supernatural, all the powers of darkness. It's all true. Take your own life to suicide, David. Oh, join me. David, closing that. Nurse, oh God, damn it. Jack, it's cold, David. I'm so alone. The undead surround me. Have you ever talked to a corpse? It's boring. I'm lonely. Kill yourself, David, before you kill others. Hospital nurses station. Bannock, stay at the hospital corridor. Hospital room. Dingy. David, rocking back and forth, weeping. Jack, don't cry. David, internal hospital corridor. Alex, batting down corridor. Hospital corridor, 32. Hospital room. Jack, day. Jack, don't cry. Hospital corridor, day. Alex rushes to the door. Day, hospital room, day. Close up. Jack, Jack. Softly to looming close up. Before we wear the moon, David. Cut to Alex. She bursts in the room. Cut to David, lying on the bed, rocking from side to side, crying softly. He is alone, and it rushes over, leaves the tray, sits in the bed, hugs. And David, Alex, David, David pulls away sharply, his head jerking about wildly, until he focuses on Alex's face and begins to breathe easier. Alex, David, what's wrong? David smiles and kisses her. A real kiss, David quietly. I'm a werewolf, Alex, a werewolf. Alex holds David a little, holds David a moment and then realises where she, where she is and backs off a little. David composes himself. Alex, you better, you better not, David. I'll let you know. Next full moon. Alex, you'll be, dis- be discharged tomorrow. Will you be all right? David takes Alex's hand. David, my friend Jack was just here. Did Alex, your dead friend? Jack? Dead, yeah. He says I've become a monster two days. What do you think, Alex? What do you think? You mean about the possibility of becoming a monster in two days? Or about visits from dead friends? David, I dream again. Alex, I think so. David resigned. Yeah, I would think so, too. Alex considers for a while, finally. Alex, do you have a place to stay in London? Cut to the apartment building. Day. Even Alex, walking down the street, Alex points out a flat, a flat and leads David up to the front steps. Gives him a conspiratorial look and unlocks the door. At inside Alex Fat Day, Alex enters the door, enters David follows. A small Utorian apartment. She flicks on the button she like. David puts his backpack on the floor. Alex the kitchen. David very nice. He proceeds to give the door. Alex closet. David charming. Alex bathroom. David lovely. Alex above bedroom. David. Here's only one bed. Alex makes a voice. David, perhaps you would like to watch the telly while I take a shower. Alex enters the room. David whistles softly, rocking to his heels. But inside bathroom, David and Alex stand facing each other under steam and water in the shower. It's nice to see you, Alex. It's nice to see you. One time in shower. A sequence of soap and flesh. Then Marison's moonlight dance plays. A montage of soapy hands, a slippery skin, thighs rubbing thighs, arms and shoulders. David and Alex kiss again and again, and 
Alex's Alex bedroom. Alex, David and Alex are in a passionate orgasmic kiss in Alex's bed. David pulls out and they lay holding each other. After a moment, David, Alex, David, Alex. Alex, yes, David, will you be here in about 15 minutes? It's of course, David. Good. Alex pops herself up on one elbow. Alex, David, you don't, don't honestly believe in reality your friend Jack rose from the grave to to from the grave to breakfast with you, do you? Really? David, I was awake. He was in my room. Alex, but David firm. I wasn't losing his pulls. Alex smiles. Tomorrow it's full moon. David, that's good. Alex, reassure me. Alex begins kissing David's neck. David is alright. I know I'm going insane. I've been insane. She kisses his shoulder, then his chest. David, okay, okay. I'll probably be assured. Alex is now kissing his stomach. Her head gradually lowers from the frame. David reaches back over his head to hold over into the headboard of the bed. David closing his eyes. This is very reassuring. I'm feeling very reassured. We go to Alex's bedroom. Night. Alex is asleep holding David. David carefully lifts her arm and gets out of bed. He's naked. He tiptoes out of the room and goes to the bathroom. Alex's bathroom. Date night. David lifts the toilet seat with bees. He winces. Hoping the steady stream won't awaken Alex. When he's finishing peeing, he goes to the sink. A medicine cupboard door over the sink is open. But then David closes it, and he and the audience is terrified to see Jack reflected, standing back behind him. Note, this is a big scare. Bloodied and horrible. Jack has continued to rot and looks even worse than we last saw him. Jack chokes out a strange strangled cry. Closes his eyes tightly and then reopens them. Jack is still there in the mirror. When David, David turns around, Jack is standing in the doorway. David points at a trembling finger. You're not real, David. Jack, don't be an arsehole, David. Come here. David, clearly troubled, follows Jack into the living room. Alex is the living room. Jack sits down and motions for David to sit. And also, he does. David's conversation is in whispers, as not to wake up Alex. David, what are you doing here? Jack, I wanted to see you, David. Okay, you see me. Now go away, David. Jack, David, I'm sorry I upset you yesterday, but you must understand what's going on. David, I understand. All right. You're one of the undead, and I'm a a airwolf, Jack. Yes. David, get out of here, Jack. Jack, David, David, tomorrow night, full moon, you'll change, you'll become... David interrupting a monster. I know, I know. Jack, you must take your own life down. David, before it's too late. David, Jack, are you really dead? Jack, what do you mean? What do you think, David? I thought, think I lost my mind. I think you're not real. I think I'm asleep. You're part of another bad dream. Jack, you must believe me, David. What's, what, what, Jack? Then tomorrow night, beneath the full moon, I'd sprout hair and things and eat people? Bullshit. Jack, the Tacanians will be real. You'll taste real blood. God damn it, David. Please believe me. You'll kill one and make others like me. I'm not ha- make it, having a nice time, David. Don't allow this to happen again. You must take your own life, David shouts. I will not accept this. Now go away. Alex's bedroom. Alex wakes up from what, shouting. Alex, David. Night, Jack, quietly. This is this is not pretend, David. David writes says, I will not be threatened by a walking meatloaf. Alex enters the room. Alex, David, what's wrong? I heard voices. David turns and sees that Jack is gone. 
day with triumphant. It was just me, Alex is just it was just me. Eight foot in sit for for each foot a day. But first he's driving down the main street in red MG. He parks his foot in front of the slaughtered lamb. The slaughtered lamb. Day. The pub is less crowded than we were there last. The dark plays behind the bar. Cleaning classes. Chess play was still at the chessboard. Dr. Hurst centers across the, the bar. He moves his gloves. Dr. Hurst, a drink for a very cold fella. Mom comes in from the back. Hello there. Can I get you? Can I get you? What can I get you, Dr. Hurst? Cabari and soda, would you like to? Woman, sorry, love. Dr. Hurst, I suppose, can he surprise? He serves him a beer. As he lays down his money, Dr. Hurst of Buckwell and Dreams after a few tips. Dr. Hurst, nasty bit of business. With those two young American boys, the dark players, stops his weeping. Oh, but I'm afraid I don't know what you mean, sir. Dr. Hurst, yes, I'm sure you're right. A few weeks ago, the first movie, was it? Dr. Hurst turns his chair. Get a good look at Dr. Hurst. Dr. Hurst, I mean, what escape lunatic? The one that was killed a boy? Wasn't that near here? Chess player. Concerned. And oh, where are you from, sir? Dr. Hurst. Enjoying chess player at the table. Dr. Hurst. London. Can't night take a ball, chess player. What? Sees what that? Sees that? Dr. Hurst. You were talking about his game. Chess player. Oh, yes, yes. Dr. Hurst. Make points to the pentagram in the wall. Dr. Hurst. Who is that woman? Seriously. Why has there been for 200 years? We're going to paint it out. But traditionally, so we left it. Dr. Hurst, I see you heard nothing about the incident. Dr. Darkplay. Incident? Dr. Hurst, the murder, chess player. Were you a police officer? Dr. Hurst, no, it's no, not, no, hardly. Well, the hospital where crazy boy was brought. A dark plane, chess player, strange look. Dr. Hurst, we were talking about werewolves. He was talking about werewolves and monsters. Yes, I was also near. Here, I thought, Dr. Darkplay. You thought what, Dr. Hurst? I thought you'd look at the boy's story. Chess playing scoffs. A do- story about werewolves? Now, really, sir. Dr. Hurst, because t- I hate the doctor. Dr. Hurst, would you like a game of chess? Door day, we find Alex and David in the brace by the front door. Alex is dressed in nurse's uniform. David has jeans and teacher on. He's shirtless and obviously not going out. Alex pulls away. Alex, let, let, let me go now. And make you make me late, David. Do me a favour. Alex, anything, David. Tell me that it's silly me to be out of rented. Alex, it's silly to be you for your rented. David, where was certainly do not exist. Alex, serious. David, do you want me to start to stay with you tonight? David, yeah, do. Must go work. He opens the door and they both go outside. Apartment building late afternoon. Alex and David walk to the sidewalk. It is rather chilly. Alex, listen. If you get to me, just call me at the hospital. Okay, David, okay. Alex, I'll let you leave the appeal to you. David, a double, a double werewolf? They kiss again. Alex, they're off. I'm off. There's food in the fridge. Uh, David, see you later. Alex, going over. Turning, 
turning for the last wave. Alex stands looking after her. And this little girl walking, the dog passes by. The dog, I see David, begins to growl and snarl. David to the dog. What do I do? The dog begins barking ferociously. The little girl does. At least David thinks a lot, dog. He realizes just how cold he is outside. And we went back up the steps to find the door locked. David, wonderful, cuts a short of David's bare feet. A cold stone, he matches himself in, in a dating news cutter. David, an American werewolf, has found frozen to death today at the heart of London, England. He looks around and sees there is a small window jar at the side of a flat about eight feet off the ground. When he can be reached by climbing a brick wall, which he does, but not without damage his bare toes. At the top of the wall is a cat that belongs to his hiss. Begins to hiss at seeing David. The hare stands up on his arch back. It declares at David, hissing and spitting. David is disturbed by the cat's absurdity, but what's the behaviour? David, what did I do, cat? The cat is really acting fierce. But David go- does his pat, pat it closely. He screams as it screeches and runs away. David is, by this time, not amused. David manages to pull himself into the window. Thus, David awkwardly enters the bathroom through the tiny window, finally getting both feet on the ground. David, he steps, sits on the stink and guards himself in the mirror. David weakly snarl, growl, gruff. He experiments his mouth, touching his canines carefully. Otherwise, he sighs and goes to the kitchen. Alex's kitchen. David, dust. David goes straight to the fridge and opens it. He closes the fridge and walks to the bedroom. Alex's bedroom. Dusk, he lies down on the bed. After a few feet of staring at the ceiling, he rises to go back to the kitchen. Kettle's kitchen, dusk. He opens the fridge. David, I'm not hungry. He closes the fridge and walks into the living room. Eternal inside Alex's bed, living room. Alex, du- living room, dusk. David turns on the television. On the Thames is a spot of soccer match from BBC One. It's worth some inspiring. Trees by two program and BBC two is a soccer match. David switches off the television. He sits in a chair nervously, drumming his fingers and humming. David sings, Moon River, wider than the mole. I'm cruising, crossing you in style. Someday, David gets up, goes to the front door and flings it open. It's getting dark. David views his fearful, this fearfully, but still not completely convinced. He goes back inside and we note that the front door is not completely closed. He goes back into the bathroom and looks into the mirror. Dee, fee, fi, fo, fum. I smell the blood of an Englishman. He goes back into the living room and paces round and round the room like a caged animal. Children of night. Alex is back with Benjamin, the little Pakistani. Alex, how do we feel in tonight? Dee, Benjamin, no, Alex, no what? Alex, no, Alex, smiling. Benjamin, are you ever been severely beaten about the face and neck? Benjamin, no, Alex, I thought not. He tucks him in. Alex, you're asleep now. And have sweet dreams. Uh, Benjamin, Alex, no, for the first time, Alex smiles. As Alex tucks himself him, tucks him in, we can clearly see the full moon outside of the window. Inside of Alex's fat night. David sits reading Connecticut Yankee when he suddenly clutches his pain, his head in pain. David, David, Jesus Christ. He stands in agony. The door falls to the floor. David screams, what? Christ, what's, what, what? 
He begins sweating profusely, clinging to the sides of his head. He trembles violently. David, I'm burning up. Jesus, he rips at his shirt, tearing it off. His body is dripping wet. David shouts out in fear and pain and fear. Jack, where the are you now, you fucker? There's a new spasm of pain. Racks his body. He cries out in anguish. David, help me. Someone help me, please. Jack, David's hair is winging wet. He screams and grabs at his legs. David, probably... Please, I'm sorry I called you a meat jack. New bolts of agonizing pain wreck through David's body. He grabs his pants, pulling them off as he like they're burning him. Standing naked in the centre of the room, David grasps for air, he remains, falls to his knees, and then forwards to his hands, he remains on his hands and thighs. Trying to master his torment. There's no use. On all fours, he gives himself over to the screwdriving art and slowly begins to change the method forces. But man to beast is not an easy one, as bone and muscle blend and reform itself, and the body suffers lucidating pain. We can literally see David's flesh rearranging tissue. His mouth bleeds as flames emerge. His old face, his thoughts, as his jaw extends his slow, literally changing shape before our very before our eyes. His hands snarl, snarl his fingers cut back as the claws burst forward. The camera pans to the slow, the full moon outside through the window. David moans, change slowly into low gruntle growls. We hear the four footfalls. A wolf begins to walk. As the camera pans back over and over the room, we see the front door pushed open and we hear the wolf budding off into the darkness. Night, a taxi pulls up in front of the block of flats. A taxi couple get out. A man pays a drive and the book Kirby buys off. Woman, which one? Harry? Man, number 30 foot nine. But let's go back round the back. Woman, why? Man, come on. We see sh- We'll give Sean a scare, woman. You're crazy, Harry. Come on. Harry gives, takes her hand and leads her around the side of the flat. So apartments back up to the park. The two walk around the rear. The park is dark and quiet.